Hello and welcome back. Hello and welcome back to the Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Well, six of them. Today we are talking about the events from March 7th of 2022. So actually, you guys, there was like a good bit going on, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, however, I'm recording this really late for me um, on Tuesday morning, so we'll just get through what we can get through and see what happens. Um, let's see. So we are going to start with the Belgian royal family. Uh, King Philippe and Queen Mathilde hosted a reception for Belgian athletes who received medals during the Winter Olympic Games. Uh, fun fact, Belgium had two Olympians, uh, like medalists. Uh, they were both in speed skating. So I did a little research on um, how all the monarchies did in the Winter Games. And... Uh, Norway swept because winter. Uh, Sweden got some pretty high numbers. Denmark was nowhere to be found, so I don't know if they just didn't compete um, for political reasons because there's like a whole thing going on in, um, you know, with China and diplomatic everything. Um, so Denmark was nowhere to be found. Uh, Norway, like I said, swept Spain. Spain had one medal. It was like a silver or something. Um, so good job, Spain. <laughs> uh, also like way to go Norway for just sweeping and being crushing at winter sports. Like legit had the highest medal count. Norway had the highest medal count. That doesn't happen very often. Um, so that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so there were two medalists in Belgium, uh, which is just so cute in comparison to the summer games. I just like a weird Olympian thing. I used to love the winter games, like specifically ice skating because what little girl does not dream of being an ice skater at some point in their life. Um, but then also like, I really enjoyed watching like Bob, was it bobsledding? No, luge. Cause luge was funny. Um, and now don't care. Honestly, didn't watch a single thing of the Olympics, uh, for winter. Um, because I just, I mean, ice skating fine, whatever, but there seemed to be so much controversy around the ice skating. I was like, man okay thank you but I'm out um so that was that was that um but yeah I don't know I'm certain we'll see Norway do something after the Paralympics I just don't know what that looks like at this point in time last uh for the summer games they held um like a like a dinner so I don't know if it'll be something like that or something very different um so anyway, that is what was going on in Belgium. So now we are going to pop over to the UK, um, where Queen Elizabeth had her first official in-person engagement since recovering from COVID. So we've seen her do um, like a virtual audience last week to receive credentials. Um, but that is just kind of not the same. I'm not going to lie. Um, 
it is much different when you see her in person um like meeting someone in person which is what we had yesterday when she held a um audience with the prime minister of canada justin trudeau so because the queen is the queen of canada um she will regularly meet with heads of state like prime ministers of those countries that she is officially queen of um they were talking a lot during the pandemic um and then i don't think they had met in person more than this one but maybe once during um the g7 meeting that was held in the uk this year uh well last year so they might have met around that um so that is what was going on for queen elizabeth the prince of wales visited cornwall um i believe he was there doing multiple things but so far i have only seen them talk about him planting a tree as part of the queen's green canopy initiative for elizabeth's platinum jubilee um so that was the only thing that i saw um but i i thought i saw like a reporter talk about like different things but i I haven't seen anything else. So anyway, that's what was going on in the UK. Um, not a ton to talk about there because like they just did single tweets about these things. Um, and at this point, like I think most people know that the queen is the queen of Canada. Um, and so it makes sense that she would be talking with them. Um, okay. So then we get to Norway. So Denmark, Denmark, Denmark. Denmark is just I'm there's nothing going on in Denmark and that is my frustration um because there seems to never be anything going on in Denmark and I don't understand why like I think I've griped about this and complained about this before but my complaints still stand this is super frustrating that like in the royal watching circle, sometimes the Danes get, like, promoted as really hardworking royals, and they're not. Like, they don't do a lot. Um, I applaud them when they do things. Like, the things that they do are really good, but they don't do a lot. They don't work that hard. Um, I don't understand. I mean, they don't have to because they're popular. They're probably doing behind the scenes stuff. I will always give them the benefit of the doubt. Sort of. But like publicly, they don't do a lot. Um, you know, and we complain about like the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge not working a lot. And I don't understand why those complaints don't hold through the Danish royal family. They have spurts for sure. But like... I have not seen Queen Margrethe in a hot minute. Um, like, what's going on? I don't understand. Um, so anyway, there's my complaint. Uh, so we're skipping Denmark and moving straight to Norway, uh, where Crown Prince Akun and Crown Princess Metamarit uh, held a meeting, like a panel, um, 
of the children's climate panel. So they met with eight of the um, representatives from that organization, which are children. I mean, they're small teenagers. And to talk about, you know, the ongoing climate crisis and the way it's affecting this young generation in ways that we will probably never fully understand, um, which is just, it's so sad. So that is, um, that is what was going on. There seems to be, and I haven't fully like investigated yet, um, because I haven't, I don't talk about like behind the scenes work because there just isn't really a need to anymore. Um, I used to talk about like every little thing that they did during the day. Um, and now I kind of highlight what they highlight. Um, that isn't like super obvious everywhere. Um, but I guess King Harold, um, presided over like an extraordinary meeting of the council of of state, um, because there's something politically going on. I might investigate that further and talk about it tomorrow if I need to. Um, also I'm just kind of genuinely curious because this is a relatively new government. It's also like a more left-wing government. So I'm very confused and I have a lot of questions. Um, but anyway, that's what I'm going to look into there. Um, but that is what was going on. Um, in Norway over, um, over on yesterday, over on yesterday, on yesterday. Nope. Sorry. Very tired. That's what was happening in Norway yesterday. Let's try that again. Oi, I am very sleepy. You guys very sleepy. And I don't know why I had a very good night's rest. Um, but I am tired. So then we get to Spain. So yesterday, King Felipe and Queen Letizia presided over the announcement of the 2022 Princess of Girona winner for the Arts and Literature Prize, um, which is, these are annual events that the Princess of Gir the Foundation, um, the Princess of Girona Foundation puts on um, to announce their winners. They also do a, like, they call it a tour of talent, um, or talent tour, but basically what it's doing is the, um, people are given a problem that they want to come up, like, that there are solutions to try, um, and so that happens at typically all of these events. Um, we haven't seen that since 2020. There was, like, one announcement that was done pre-pandemic, um, or kind of like right at the beginning of, hmm, this COVID-19 might be something, um, which was bizarre. Um, and then we haven't seen a tour of talent, I think since then, maybe one, I don't know. But anyway, I like that King Felipe and Queen Letizia attended this. So typically they'll separate it up and go to them individually. Um, because there are a lot of these, like there are, I think seven prizes, uh, from the foundation of, uh, the princess of Girona foundation. And 
they all have announcements like this, except for maybe the international one. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but anyway, that was a very exciting event. Um, however, luckily the event happened. And then later in the day, um, Casa Real released, um, some information about former King Juan Carlos that, um, I just feel like maybe we should talk about a little bit. So he was under investigation by the Spanish government for receiving, um, some kickbacks, some commission for getting a train into, I don't know. It's a whole thing. Basically he received money for it. He shouldn't have. Um, and there was an investigation. That being said, Spain has rules where if you are the sitting head of state, you cannot be prosecuted. Therefore, because this happened when Juan Carlos was king, the Spanish government decided that he could not be prosecuted even though he is no longer king. Um, and so they closed it. The investigation is done. That was announced like a week ago. Um, and then on Saturday, King Juan Carlos wrote a letter to King Felipe, basically announcing his intention to come back and visit Spain um, and lead a private life where he spends a lot of time where he has been living for the past two years in the United Arab Emirates. Um, But then he's also going to come back and stay in Spain. And that's very complicated. Um... It is what it is. I am not pleased necessarily. Like I wished that this is not the way this would go for him. Um, but as we know, I hold pe- I hold royals of not my own country to a very high standard um, because they are public figures and they should be held to pu- high standards. Um, and obviously Juan Carlos's behavior, whether it be financial, personal, whatever, is not great. Um, and I don't like the idea of him coming in and causing controversy every time he visits Spain, which is what's going to happen because the Spanish people go from zero to a hundred very quickly in whatever direction. And I don't think they're going to like it. Um, they might, but like, I doubt it. I doubt they're going to enjoy trying to figure out how this man is paying for his cushy lifestyle when he's not receiving a salary from the government uh, because he, that was stripped from him. Um, It's just going to be complicated and I'm not excited to see how it goes, but alas, here we are. Again, not my country can't really make decisions, nothing to do with King Felipe or Queen Le- Like it's nothing to do with the current Spanish Royal family that I talk about every day. Nothing is going to change here except for like nothing, nothing is going to change here. Like Juan Carlos is not a topic of conversation that we are going to usually have. Um, I just know that in 2020, I did like a whole episode about what was going on with him and all of that good stuff. And so I wanted to give just an update, but like literally nothing changes. 
in terms of who I talk about, Juan Carlos is not going to be a subject of conversation other than right now or anytime there are big announcements for him. So that is what was going on in Spain. And then in Sweden, yikes, you guys. So King Carl Gustav delivered a new um, standard or flag to a regiment that has um, either been rebanded or just needed a new standard. I'm not entirely sure which. But um, the big thing of this day, and this is even how the Swedish royal household like portrayed it, was that King Carl Gustav um, spoke about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So... Um, he said, and this is the quote that the Swedish royal household uses, he said, the Russian Federation has invaded Ukraine. This is contrary to international law and puts fundamental freedoms and rights out of play. Which I'm thinking means, like, this has put them, like, they are not happening right now. The humanitarian... The humanitarian catastrophe is a fact. People are fleeing their homes and their countries. Families are divided and innocent people die. Sweden has, among other things, together with other EU countries, in the strongest possible terms, condemned the Russian actions. Our thoughts go to the Ukrainian people. So, as I have mentioned, Sweden, sorry, Sweden is not bound by NATO and is not bound by the European Union. Um, in terms of what they can do. They can basically do just about whatever they want in this situation. They have decided to play along with world order for now and are providing assistance in terms of military equipment. Um, But so far, they have not waged war against Russia in the same way that one would think. Um, They are being very strong worded and they are getting involved, which is different than what Sweden typically will do. So Sweden in the Second World War um, was never occupied by the Nazi regime. They also never fought back. Um, There was, this is all presumption and all of those things. There was some backroom deal between the Swedish king and Adolf Hitler that basically let Sweden kind of stay neutral um, in a war that was raging around the rest of them. It was awful. Um, And so Sweden doesn't really partake in this game, whether it be like intentional or not, whatever. They don't really play they're involved. Um, they are doing things because this is not cool. So I appreciate that he mentioned that. And of course it's like a perfect venue to do so because of the situation that is ongoing. So that is a little bit about what was going on in the countries for yesterday. Um, with that, we are going to end this episode and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Tuesday. Bye.